Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. Good evening, everybody. It's Saturday night and it's Solo in the City. I'm Cheryl Besner, your love style coach. And one of the things I really enjoy every week is coming into studio, sitting down, relaxing, and taking stock of where I am in my life and hoping where you are in your life and that you know where you are in your life. And right now, if you're at home, why don't you pour yourself a tea or a glass of wine? Or if you're in your car, Keep your eyes on the road. And I really want you to enjoy today's show because it's all about change. And change is something that a lot of people are fearful of. And one of the things that I like to talk about is we don't have to be fearful of the unknown. I mean, a lot of us are, but one of the things we can do is we can put a name to that fear and understand it. And then when we move through it, we really can embrace where we stand at the moment and look at things differently than we did yesterday because that fear can block us and fear stops us from that change. But when we embrace that change, things happen. And all of a sudden you're realizing, you know, the stars are coming out, the moon is out, and tomorrow is going to be a great day. So tonight we're going to be talking about that. But every show I love to go into our mailbox and find out things that people wrote into me and wanted to ask questions. Your dating dilemmas are very important to me because that is the kind of thing that I love to help you look at and support the change that you want in your life. Whether that change is getting out of a relationship or getting into a new relationship, change happens when we decide that that's what we want for ourselves. We go through that fear and then we materialize it. So today I want to answer a question. Um, this was sent in by a girl named Catherine. She wrote, Dear Cheryl, the holidays are coming and my boyfriend of three months has invited me to my first ever Hanukkah dinner with his family on the 24th. I am not sure what the etiquette is in bringing him a gift and what should I bring, if any, for his parents. I want to make a good impression. Any ideas? Catherine. So, of course, you want to make a good impression. We all do. And I can help take away a little bit of the pressure on this whole one. So, first of all, I don't know whether you're Jewish or not. Ham, bacon, those, take them off the, the shelf. There is nothing going into a, a gift that can comprise any of those things. But, and the other thing is I want to say is, remember, whenever we go to a house, always bring a gift. When you are an invited guest, there is always a gift in hand, whether this is Hanukkah or just being invited to a friend's house for dinner, bring a gift. So now, specifically Hanukkah. Well, here's some of the things that I would tell you. First of all, if you're going to your boyfriend's house and he has younger children, a great way to win the hearts of the parents and your paramour is to bring something for those kids. So one of the things that you can do is you can also go out and you can buy wax sheets. These are, you know, wax candle sheets and you buy a little bit of rope and this becomes an activity and a gift in one. So, you know, it's, it's price efficient also. So you can go in and you can make an activity by sitting down at this hol holiday dinner and enjoy an activity with these kids that they can do with you. So you, you really show that you've put your heart and soul and your fingers into the whole mix here. The other thing that you can do is you can buy a beautiful set of candles. Uh, everybody is lighting 
getting their Hanukkah candles. There are beautiful candles that you can buy now in all kinds of colors and they come with sparkles on them. And people love receiving them because we do go through a lot of candles. You can also bring a beautiful bottle of wine. And the other thing is for Hanukkah, um, everything is about the oil and frying things. So a beautiful bottle of oil, a cooking oil, is another great gift. And again, I do say bring one for the parents for sure, uh, for the boyfriend, a hundred percent. With him, you can even do something special, like maybe take him out uh, for a a night of donuts, because you know donuts is one of the things that we serve at the holidays. So. You can do different things and make it special for him. And it doesn't have to be expensive. You know, there's been studies done that when it comes to the holidays, whether it's Hanukkah or Christmas, the most um, well-received gifts are under $100. You don't have to spend a lot to show somebody somebody that you care about them. You just have to think of something that is meaningful to that person. So if it's a book um, and that, that's another good uh, gift, by the way, is a cookbook. A Jewish cookbook is a fantastic thing for the holidays. And there's a lot of them out there. You can buy them. I'm going to even, even tell you at Bon Appetit in Westmount, they have a great selection of cooking books. So there you go. You have a whole list of things. And remember, they come also um, for the, the Christmas holidays. Great gift ideas also. And if you ever want, you can call me and at 1-844-744-SOLO. That's 1-844-744-SOLO. That's my special number where you can reach me. And I always get back to everybody within 24 hours. Or it might come on air here. Now, as for dating news, we have something from Hello Magazine, and this time it's from Hugh Jackman, who celebrated his 20th anniversary with his wife. She's a makeup artist, Deborah Furness. The Aussie hottie met his wife on the TV series set, and he was intimidated at first to ask her out. But he finally got up the courage, and 20 years later, he says the secret to a long-lasting relationship is to, quote, Always find new ways to make your partner happy all the time. I happen to love that because one of the things that I do think is the most important thing in a relationship is simply be nice. You know, if we're nice to each other, we want to do things for each other. I know that sometimes we think that we have to do the big extravagant gifts or we have to do something really huge, take somebody out for a, a huge evening or a big trip. We don't. It's the little things that matter. We've talked about that a lot on this show, that doing something that's specifically for that person that makes them feel good tells them, I love you. You don't even have to say I love you. You know it. And that was actually even an icebreaker that I used to use sometimes. Um, I know when I was uh, dating my boyfriend, when we went out, I think it was our third date, I asked him what it was that somebody could do for him that would make him feel loved or appreciated. And it was a great way to start a conversation. And it was also a great way in which I could kind of put into the conversation some of the things that I loved. For instance, I love having a door open for me of my car. It makes me feel womanly. I love the whole process. It's gallant. And um, it registered for him that it's something that I really like. So, you know, asking questions like that can really help down the relationship also when you start moving more and more into it. So be nice is 
top priority because that will make the other person happy. So I really agree with Hugh on this one. I mean, um, he's uh, my one of my favorites, I got to say. So when I read this, I just was like, I got to put this on air for everybody. And uh, there's a lot of other things that we can do to show each other and make each other happy. But being nice to me is one of the most important Coming up on tonight's show, we're talking about the holiday season. It's coming up. It's right around the corner. And no matter what you celebrate, the show is about giving yourself the gift of change. That's what the show is all about tonight. How do we change? That's what I keep talking about. We need that change to fulfill ourselves, to move forward, and sometimes to even attract the love life that we want. So on tonight's show, we have guests. Um, He's a fantastic psychologist, and he's a change evolutionist. His name is Ron Thiessen. And then joining us at the Love Table, which is sponsored by BeMyGuest.com, Montreal radio and TV host, mother of three, blogger for Mummyville, Nadia Lawand. Now, I want to just stop on and go back again to this um, app that we were talking about, the BeMyGuest.com app. It's something that's great. It's all the holiday seasons. Go on it. You can find somebody that interests you or an activity that you like, and you can invite somebody to that activity. So check out this app. That's a gift that I'm giving to you. Check it out. We've also got your Kiss Calendar coming up, and this week's Quickie is with a special surprise guest. And you don't want to miss this. It's going to be hysterical. You're listening to Soul in the City on CJD 800. You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Welcome back to Solo in the City, Cheryl Besner, and today's show is about the gift you give yourself, the gift of change. And helping me today on that show is Ron Thyssen. He is a psychologist, a conference speaker, and a change evolutionist. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, welcome back to the show, actually, because you were on the show recently, and I said I wanted to do a show about change because that's what we need to do to move forward, right? That's exactly right. So I, I, I'm going to start off by speaking for myself. I know that I, I was always the person that I am now, and I remember saying, Ron, to a friend of mine, you know, people have thought I've changed. And my girlfriend said to me, actually, no, Cheryl, because this is a friend from when I'm 12, by the mm. way. And she said, you actually haven't changed. You've gone back to being Cheryl, the mm. Cheryl I know. So, um, but I do think that I've changed in the things that I wanted for myself within a relationship based on my experience and, and everything that I've gone through till now. So, when you talk about change, do you think that it comes, different changes come at different times in our life and for different reasons? Or can people just choose to change and change how they deal with certain situations? Change for sure comes uh, constantly and uh, and periodically, and it's, it's always a process. Um, you know, when I talk about the evolution of change, change really is an evolution. You can't you can't just move from one thing to the other. Although people typically think that, you know, you're going to make a 90 degree change or a 180 degree change, but it doesn't happen that way. You really have to get to the point where you're ready to make that change. And um, so I I think that that 
we, as we move through our lives, for sure, we're experiencing change. And yet at the same time, we remain the same person, just like what you were saying. So uh, there, there are things that remain constant. And for sure, one thing that's constant is that there will always be change. Right. And and with change, we grow. And, and I love change because to me, everything around us changes and then it comes back again. And I, I liken it to the fall season, right? Mm. So the change is the changing of the colors, then it falls and then there's new birth again. Right. And I think that as we get older, it enlightens us and gives us more presence into being present and the relationships that we have around us. But it's interesting you talk about the changes of season because the one that you didn't mention is winter when it when things are dormant and in in a process of change it's really important that you have a dormant time when you can reflect and you can analyze you know what's happened to you and you can really gain the uh, the benefit of the experience of moving through change well you're talking it's kind of like the bear he goes into his cave and he hibernates right exactly. and and i think that's what you a hundred percent that's what I, I know I did I had mm. to go into myself and it's always the first step in change is to go back to the beginning and go back to you and that self-love right that's right yeah. so so for somebody for instance um, that is looking at their being do you think because I have my, my own theories on this do you think that people can change the fundamentals of who they are because a lot of people say you can't change them well no, oh, okay well first of all take out the them okay you can't change that's what they say you you don't really change the fundamentals of who you are but you respond and react differently to different things and some of its maturity some of it is some a lot of it can be caused by pain and bad experiences and and even happy and and wonderful experiences um you know um i wrote a book that i published in 2014 called reset your internal gps and uh, in that book i talk about that change if it comes from the outside if it's imposed on you from the outside your resistance is at the maximum if it if it comes from something that you understand so it, you know you can rationalize it you reason it out uh, then your resistance is less but if it comes from the inside that you realize at the core of who you are that you need to make a change that's when your resistance is the least it's there's still resistance but it's at the least and so i think what you're talking about is at the core of you who are you and and uh, what does that mean for what you want to do or, or what you what you want your life to accomplish and i think that um, most of us unless we come from a really dysfunctional background, we sort of have an idea of what we want to accomplish in our lives. You know, when I'm teaching students at university, I ask them to write out a personal, personal mission statement. And it's amazing to me how many of them have never thought about that. But I think when you can tap into what do I really, what, what are my values and what do I really believe deep inside, uh, you're on track to understand who you really are. And then making changes around that are more superficial than changing the core of who you are. 100%. And, and, you know, you said GPS, and I think of that as great progress for self. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's my GPS. All right. Great progress for self. So... I, I happen to agree with you, but because one of the things is, you know, and that's why I took out the them, because we can't change somebody else, Correct. right? But here's what I really noticed, and I noticed this through my divorce and through other relationships, that I took from each relationship something that I learned about myself and things that I liked or didn't like about the way in which I was acting or, or reacting sometimes within a relationship that I was trying to cultivate. And... I was able to change over the years how I react 
two situations. And because I do have, you know, my limited beliefs and the things that influenced me from my childhood and my past relationships, but I've been able to change the result in the interactions in the relationship that I have now, for instance. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, the key is for people to work on that in changing your reaction to situation. If you were able to do that, you are actually in the minority. Most people do not, they do not learn from their experiences and they don't change. It's like a good friend of mine said to me one time, uh, he said, you know, people change, but not that much. And, and it's, it's true. You, very few people will take advantage of the opportunities that come around in life that could be, uh, you know, they can be great, uh, great experiences or, or painful experiences, but they'll teach you something and very few people take the opportunity to, to learn. It's one of the things that I always talk about with people that I'm working with. Um, by the way, we're listening and talking with Ron Thyssen, who is a psychologist and a change Thyssen. We are talking with Ron. <laughs> we are talking with Ron Thyssen. He's a change evolutionist, and and that's what it's all about. It's the evolution to create change for ourselves, right. and that comes from really going deep. And I do know that I'm in the minority, even though I don't think it's special. I think it's just that I decided that I didn't want to keep repeating the patterns that I always had mm -hmm. in all my interactions. And I still know that I have things to learn and, and things to work on. I know that it's a lot of work going forward. But I do know that I, I really took the time to analyze it. And I think that that's what even brought me to here, to Soul in the City, is to taking the time to look at situations and have people really try and look at their situations. There's a very important question to ask yourself when you're facing change. And uh, it's this question, what do I really want? And what am I going to do to keep myself from getting it? It's a counterintuitive question, but it's it, those are the things that stop us from achieving change. And uh, there's a there's a way when I'm coaching people, there, there's a there's a process that we go through that looks at what do I really want, and then what are the things that I'm doing that get in the way of achieving that goal? Because that's what stops us. You know, it's it's uh, it's so easy to go back to business as usual. It's so easy to just um, you know drift back to what I was doing before because it's it's normal, it's comfortable. I understand it. It it feels good. Um, uh, even even if the situation is painful, so trying to make change is something that you have to do on purpose, and you have to you have to actually change something. Change means changing. A lot of people think that if they just do affirmations, that it's all going to happen for mm. them, and then they think they get the goal, and mm -hmm. that's not true at all. No. There, there's a whole body of work in between that, right? Right. And we we have to go through those stages, and one of them is how are we going to get from X to why that's right right that's oh, right and and we have to take those little steps to get there that's right and some of them are big <laughs> and some of them really hurt <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> for like sure a big club that hits you in the head but it's actually hitting you in the heart and sometimes you feel like you're taking a step and your feet are encased in cement you know you just don't know what what to do it's it feels so heavy but if you if you pers per persevere and if you push through you can make change and it, it can be change cha that change can be permanent well, we're talking today, uh, you know, with Christmas coming up, we're talking about giving the gift of yourself and the gift of change to yourself this Christmas. And we're going to be joined at the Love Table, which, by the way, is sponsored by Be My Guest uh, dating app. And um, we're going to be joined by a wonderful woman. Her name is Nadia Lawand, and she is a radio and TV broadcast host and also a blogger of Mummyville 
who can specialize in that because she has three kids. So we're going to be welcoming her to the love table. And uh, by the way, if you've missed any part of today's discussion, don't forget, go to SoundCloud and listen to us. We are on CJAD 800 and also iHeartRadio streaming to you live. Soul in the City on CJAD 800. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. And now we're back. Solo in the City is at the Love Table, sponsored by the Be My Guest dating app. And we are welcoming still to the table Ron Thyssen. And he is a psychologist and as well a, an author of a fabulous book, right? Well, it's a a book anyway. (laughs) Well, I think it was a fabulous book. And also joining us now at the love table is radio and TV broadcast host and blogger of Mummyville and mother of three, Nadia Lawan. Welcome. Thank you. So we're talking now about the gift of giving yourself the gift of change. It's Christmas, right? (laughs) So you've gone through a lot of change in your life. And I still do every single day. (laughs) (laughs) And, And do you find that it gets easier as you get older to accept and develop these changes? I think I want it more. I think I want change more. Um, but is it easier? No, I think it's always hard to change. And I, I I struggle with it, but I know it's for the best. So I'm going to keep persevering to change. I, I wonder if you think what you think about that. Do you think as we get older, we want more change, we elicit more change? Or do you think for some people, they just want to stay in the status quo? Or, and has it changed over the decades? Ron? I don't think it's changed over the decades. I think that um, in my experience, uh, I would say 80 to 85% of people really don't want very much change. They're not very comfortable with it um, and really won't pursue it. Uh, and there's a, there's a small minority of people who will actually plan for the change. And they might do that by setting goals. They might do it by making affirmations uh, that go in line with their goals or, you know, some strategic things that they do to implement change. Um, there are other people who just keep trying to make change. And then uh, the, the majority of people, it's, it always seems to be the majority, will, are just uh, happy to coast. Just let it, uh, whatever happens, happens. I've never been a very good coaster (laughs) (laughs) at all. How about you, Nadia? No, I'm definitely not a coaster. It's an up and down. It's a changing. It's this. It's that. But no, not coasting. No. I mean, let's let's just kind of look at it this way, though. On a relationship, we're hoping to have long term. Just because you don't want to coast doesn't mean you don't want longevity within a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So how do you do that, Nadia? Well, um, go to Vegas. No, <laughs> no that's short term. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, long term, I mean, I've said this before. It's To me, it's those little things that help me not coast or, or not just be stagnant. It's my husband bringing me, um, you know, a latte or something. My husband um, dating me again, as you, you say, where I'm dating my husband. I yeah. say you have to be dateable forever. Date your, yeah. your partner forever. And surprising me with with the little, it's tiny, tiny little things. It's like, oh, I let you sleep in for 10 minutes and I the kids are fed. Oh, wow. That to me, in long term, those are the little things that really make it an interesting and wow relationship 
I, I know it sounds like tiny, but what, what about interaction? Like interaction, each of you have spouses. What about the interaction? Do you think, Ron, your interaction um, on certain things has changed as you've gone through your relationship and learned how to respond to the needs of your partner? Without question, that needs to happen if your relationship is growing and you're learning more about each other. Uh, for sure, the interaction changes to some degree, but at the same time, you you are the people that you brought into the relationship. And if the relationship began on a good uh, foundation that you were each bringing 100% to the relationship, uh, there are s certain fundamentals of the relationship that will probably remain very constant. Uh, not that they won't, there still can be change like... Uh, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes people feel like they want constant excitement in relationships, but you need to have a relationship, a long-term relationship where you feel like, you know, you can wear your slippers around each other. You can be in your PJs and it's okay. Um, and and uh, that those kinds of comfortable relationships where home is really home, uh, I think those are really important. And they're not, they're not easy to build. It's not that they're difficult to build, but you have to pay attention to them. And do you think you pay enough attention, Nadia, to the needs of your husband the way he does to you? And do you, is it reciprocal? I think that we have our good days and our bad days. I think sometimes I'm a horrible, um, I'm I'm horrible. Like I just I'm not noticing things, or maybe I'm oh, noticing them and not responding. You have too sweet a face responding. to ever be horrible. No, <laughs> you have no, an angel like, face to you. <laughs> I feel like some days I can I can do better, you know. And then some days I'm really like. In, I, I feel my husband. I know what he needs and I know exactly when to lay off or when to, to give more and to just, you know, kind of back away, let him have his time. But I do feel it's still up and down. I'm not, I'm not an expert and he's not definitely either. Some days I really have to tell him, this is what I need. <laughs> and, and that's the thing that can, you know, the change can happen over time because you do learn each other's idiosyncrasies and you right. also learn how the other person's going to respond. I mean, we're going back to, you know, the five languages of love, right? I know I love by touch. That's how mm. I love. And, and I also happen to receive love by touch. If I'm with somebody and they're not being uh, physical with me, I start to pull away. But there's where my change came in. I had to learn that somebody else can't always be there, you know, to the extent that I need. And if I love that person, I have to either ask for it or know that that may not be the way they give love. Right, mm -hmm. Ron? A good, a good love relationship is a process of give and take for sure. And, uh, and even though I find that in most relationships, there, there is a person, one person who's more of a giver than the other, uh, that's pretty typical. And, uh, and the way that you navigate that is, uh, is really important that you, you, you both need to be able to express clearly what you need and what you're, um, I, I want to say not not really what you're willing to settle for, but these things, you know, I've got room, I've got latitude here. If you if you do this, I don't really like it, but it's it'll be okay. Uh, and then there are other things where you just have to say, this, I, I we, we can't go here because I, I, I just can't do that. We're talking with Ron Thyssen as well as Nadia Lawand, and we're talking about the gift of giving and change. It's the holiday seasons. So let's talk about the stress of the holidays. How do you think, for instance, within a couple or... Or if you're starting to date somebody and the other person wants you to do something or go somewhere during the holidays that you don't want to do. I mean, Ron is looking at, at Nadia right now going, he must have a story. I can tell you have a story about this, right? <laughs> no, I don't really. I'm, oh, just, no? I'm wondering what she does with, with three kids, you know. <laughs> 
So, Nadia? I mean, there's definitely things that uh, during the holidays, I've always wanted to kind of uh, do it my way and this is what we're going to do and this is the plan but that's not the case with um, a husband and responsibilities and kids grandparents aunts uncles uh, unfortunately I want to kind of spend time with everyone but still keep my sanity and not be we we have literally gone to you know three parties in a row taking the kids we're going here we're going there and some pe people will say well that's crazy you should rest yeah, it is. Some days I'm going to make that sacrifice and do that for my family. Um, yes, it's chaotic. Especially with couples where they're two opposites. So, for instance, I come from a family of six. I have a brother who's married to a woman who does not have siblings, didn't grow up with siblings. And for her to be introduced during the holidays, and the first time she was introduced to the family was at a big shindig. Mm. Can you imagine this woman, poor woman, I love you, my sister-in-law, <laughs> um, walking into a situation where there's like 200 people descending who all take a lot of space, and she had to adapt and change wow. under that mm -hmm. stress, right? Wow. Yeah. No, it's, it's a lot that we do for a relationship, but... She did come around, and sometimes he has to back off mm -hmm. and, and give her the space, and sometimes she comes in a little later, and, okay, it's 15 years later, and she's gotten used to us all. <laughs> but change has to happen yeah. if you're going to balance out the couple. Well, I just had a, a situation with my wife yesterday where we were, uh, were planning on going to see my grandkids in Denver at Christmas time, and I said to her, we should, we should take the kids for a few days and let my, my son and daughter-in-law get away for a few days and I was I was suggesting somewhere around a week and she said I can't do that for a week and so we we settled on two days but it's you know it, two days it, is better than nothing <laughs> exactly, right Ron? Exactly. anyway I want to thank you both uh, Ron mm -hmm. how can people get in touch with you uh, my website ronthiessen.com and my phone number 514-592-9991 and Nadia people can follow you on mommyville right yeah mommy-ville.com and coming up uh, we're going to do the kiss calendar and we're going to have a special quickie surprise but I want to keep you guessing to see who's going to be joining me. You're listening to Soul on the City right here on CJAD 800. And remember, if you've missed any part of tonight's show, go to SoundCloud. You can listen to everything all the time and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Soul on the City on CJAD 800. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Hey everybody, we're back. It's Soul in the City and it is time for our KISS calendar. So Monday, it's taking place all the way till January 2nd. So that's December 12th, all the way till January 2nd at Place des Arts. It's Le Grand Marché de Noël de Montréal and this is a fantastic place to go down there where it's featuring all types of great selection of food stands and kiosks, bars, wineries. Whether you are with friends or family, it's the perfect place to sit down for a meal. Have a bite to eat on the go or warm up with a comforting and festive drinks that are being served. You can go there and you can feel fancy. You can drink Pomery wine. Um, it's a great atmosphere for everybody to get out and find something there that you will love to eat. And you can meet a lot of people there. And people are coming in by the droves. I was there myself and it's a great great atmosphere. Then on Thursday night, December 15th from 5 to 9 at Sir Winston Churchill's Pub, 
The Montreal Single Social Events is hosting a pre-Christmas Sanka set. It's a meet and greet over drinks at Winnie's. And what better way to kick off the holiday season than meeting new people? And maybe you'll have somebody to take home to put under the mistletoe with you. The drinks start at 5 and it includes two-for-one specials on beer, wine, and cocktails. So... That is where we are for the week, and now I want to get right away into the quickie. And this week, I told you from the beginning of the show that we had a nice surprise for you, and it's coming now, and it is going to be funny because this man has boundless energy and talent. He's a comedian, a musician, an actor. His name is Mike Patterson. Hi, Welcome. everybody. How's everybody doing? <laughs> You're great. I love having you here. Like oh, you thanks. come into the studio and it's this bountiful energy that just kind of exudes from you. I'm pretty happy. You are, eh? <laughs> yes. So I want to talk to you about your happiness. Okay. Okay. So happiness and your love life. I do have a pretty good love life. I've been married for two years. I've been with my wife for 11, maybe 10. I don't really remember, but it's been pretty awesome. I know, I know. And what's so interesting for those of you who don't know everything about Mike, Mike is a vegetarian, yet he married a girl from Calgary. Yeah, she's in Alberta. Uh, she tried to be a vegetarian for one year and then she cried and said, forget this. And then uh, we just uh, work it out. But we don't eat meat at home. But when we go out, everybody, uh, she eats meat all the time and it's great. And sometimes, because Calgary, yeah. that's like meat. I you know. know, I know. And <laughs> she's, and Europe, she's territory. Like kind of German too. So like, it's all like, no, we have to do all of this. And I just don't eat meat because I care about animals and the environment. Okay. I'm well, a sensitive that's dude. Thing. You are a sensitive I know, dude. It's very terrible. So does that My, come off into the relationship, your sensitivity? Oh yeah. Oh man. I'm an actor so that I can pretty much cry. Like if you want me to cry right now, I'll okay, just Okay, well I no, no, five, you okay, yeah, be I can just start like here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I'm super sensitive and I have like basically a German robot as a who's like a nice lady, but sometimes her logic just brings everything back. Uh it brings my whole sensitivity and uh craziness back into a logical sense and if i'm like you called me a german robot i'd be really upset yeah, i mean I know. so I she did. must have a pretty good sense of humor oh she definitely <laughs> does and she knows what i do is hilarity all the time and i think part of the what makes our relationship work is that she knows that i'm just going to go out there and do all this stuff but at the end i still have to put her jacket on when we leave uh a restaurant after I say a bunch of stuff at the dinner table, you know? <laughs> but like, I'm like, all right, I've just offended so everybody. I'm gonna put, I, yes, but chivalrous only because she taught me to be that way. I'm programmed. I now know, oh, she's getting up. I gotta go get her jacket and I gotta put it on her. And it's something that we do and she feels all happy. It's one know? of the things that I was talking about at the I, beginning of the show, by the way. I know, For anybody were, who didn't hear the beginning of the show, it is on like, SoundCloud. It makes, feel, it makes you feel ladylike. It yes. makes you feel cared about. And uh, I, I, I try and make her feel cared about as much as possible so that um like you know that i'm just there and i'm just present and i just be mindful of that so so how did you guys meet i met at a we met at a sh i was uh we met at a show basically oh, it's a really crazy story she was dating um another comedian for a brief amount of time you and, stole uh, her from another comedian. no he decided that it was over 
Okay. And that, but he wanted other possibilities, right? So then he was like, basically, like, I'm going to put you to the side, and then maybe we'll uh, do something in a couple of months. But I just need my freedom. And then she was like, Oh, her and her friends were just like, Oh, that's dumb. Then another one of her friends said, uh, Oh, I know Mike Patterson. Uh, you could probably go on a date with him and make this guy super jealous. And then I didn't know about this, so it was a total ploy. But she had actually kind of liked me. So, so she like, used you? No, she was shy. And then her friends pushed this together. We were totally set up, like set up. And I met her and her arm, like, you know, when you, you stroll along, you put your arm around a woman and it's at the perfect height. Yep. She talked about stuff I liked. She was interesting. Uh, uh, she smelled good. And then I was like, whoa, this is the one. And I liked her within a week. And I told her that I loved her within a, like a week and a half. And then uh, it was and terrible. And the rest is history. Oh, it was so like, I put myself out there incredibly and it worked out. Well, you know what? Thank you so much for sharing it. And that happens to be the way it is for a lot of men. When they meet the right woman, you just know. It was crazy. Mike, thank you so much Thanks, for coming Cheryl. and joining us and for lifting up my spirits. I mean, you you know, I'm always coming into the studio and I'm feeling fun and live. But tonight, you push me over the top. And it is the holidays. And it and is the holidays. it's a time holidays. to feel good about stuff. Now, in continuing with the spirit of tonight's show, The Gift of Change... I am offering everyone a one-hour free consultation all the way to New Year's, a full hour to answer all your dating questions. It's going to be my Christmas gift to you. And all you have to do is like and share my post on Facebook that asks this question, what you can do if you're solo on the holidays. Let's start the communication and support each other with your ideas. Remember, you get a one-hour free consultation with me. And I'm hopeful and romantic that 2017 will bring all your dreams to fulfillment. And now it's time to thank all our guests, my technical producer, Fernando, and show producer, Era. And also a reminder to tune in next Saturday nights to Live Show, where we're going to be talking about relating, dating, and communicating with two very special guests. Coming to us live on the phone from Los Angeles will be communication expert and popular talk show guest on programs like The Social, Good Morning Britain, and he's also the Oscar publicist, Steve Rohr. Let's hear him roar. And joining Steve and me in studio is a woman who personifies social in our city, Jennifer Campbell. She is the social columnist for the Gazette, plus the editor-in-chief and creator of Diary of a Social Gal. Who better to talk about communications than those two? And of course, you. You'll be joining us with your phone calls too. So tune in next Saturday night. But until then, remember, keep it simply social because we all know it's all about the kiss. <laughs>